Welcome to the Preacher's Corner, brought to you by In-House Productions, with your hosts, Pastor JT and Lady Fanita. Listen to this podcast on Apple, Google, and Spotify, and you can find us at our website at thepreacherscorner.net, on Facebook at The Preacher's Corner, and IG at the.preacherscorner. One, what's up? Here we go again. We back in the building. Pastor JT is back in the building again. With another exclusive interview, another dope artist, another hip hop extraordinaire. Man, we got none other than Highlands Queens, Corey Drums in the building. What's going on, my man? What's good, my brother? Rising the light. You know how we do it. Absolutely, man. The legendary. Uh, you come from the mecca of hip hop, man. I, I am a. Uh, uh, born and raised, run DMC fan. I I know the Hollis Queen song, the Sucker MC songs, and and uh, to hear that you got a song called Sucker MCs, that that was that was amazing to me, man. Uh, give us a backstory on Sucker MC. Well, the, uh, Sucker MCs, I redid it. Um, it's called Y'all Still Sucker MCs. Right. And I did it in honor of Jam Master J. Okay. You know, 2000 and I believe that was 13. I recorded it, and it was for the it was for the Hollis Day that yeah. year. We, we do an annual event called Hollis Day in Hollis, and actually wow. that was the last time we actually did Hollis Day in Hollis on Hollis Avenue. Because after that, they made it, they made them take Hollis Day out of the hood and put it in Cunningham Park. So I actually performed that in 2013 first time at Hollis Day in honor of my bro, my big bro, Jam Master J, Jason Mizell. Wow, wow, what an honor, man. That's what's up. Man, yeah. uh, you, you, you a jewel dropper. You drop several, several jewels. Before I get into all of the jewel dropping, man, just give us a, a background about yourself. Tell us who Corey Drums is as the father, uh, you know, the home the home Corey Drums, the, the one no one knows what he likes to do, what he where he likes to go, travel, and all that good stuff. Indeed, indeed. Well, as you said, I'm Corey Drums. My real name is Corey Banks. I'm the son of Larry Banks and JB, who Larry Banks was an A&R, the head, head A&R for black music at RCA Records back in the um, 60s. Mm-hmm. And my mother was an R&B singer. You know, my father was an R&B writer. So, you know I mean? I came up knowing about the industry and, you know, no, no, no recognizing a lot of artists that my pops was working with. And I didn't see them as stars, but everybody else did. You know what I mean? Wow. Um, I had my first deal in 1992 on Columbia Records. I'm the first rap artist to ever get a major record deal with no demo. I walked in with me and my partner. We round at, at, in the office at Columbia Records and walked out with a 10-album deal. We was part of the hit squad at the time. We wow. And, and um, like, we're the, we're the, like I said, we're the first hip-hop artist to ever do that. We're the second artist in the history of music to do that. The first one being Janis Joplin, and she did it on the same label, Columbia Records. Um... I was also, like I said, I was part of the hip, the hit squad at one time. I was part of Searchlight Mob with me. For um, those that don't know who the hit squad is, who was who the hit squad? Well, the hit squad was EPMD, right. Red Minion, Das Effects, 
the Knuckleheads, K Solo, and Total Pack. We we were um like part of the ending. We were, we were like that. Like you know, I know, but yeah, there's some just, people on the, that on in the audience. They might not know who the Hit Squad is. Yeah, yeah, the Hit Squad. I mean, I, I I had a great time running around with them. I learned a lot from from uh, uh, Solo and from Parish later on down the line. I did a lot of work with Parish. And um, I learned a lot, man. I learned a lot. Um, I was also part of the, the uh, Searchlight Mall with MC Search. Was on, he was managing me. He had Nas, OC, um, and a, a, a nonfiction actually. And I produced the first nonfiction record called Legacy. Wow. Um, I was. I, I mean, I, I, I came up through the, the stretch, the, uh, stretch Armstrong and Barbito. Uh, radio show. I came up through Wild Man Steve. Shout out to Wild Man Steve, man. WBAU. No doubt. Um, Source Magazine. I was in that like three, four times. I was in Hits Magazine. I was in Blaze Magazine. I was in the Blaze Battle. Uh, I rhymed. I rhymed in an hour cipher with LL Cool J before. Come on. I mean, I, I've done a lot, bro, and I'm just happy to have experienced it, man. You know what I mean, like. I feel blessed, man. Like seriously blessed. People look at me all the time and be like, "Yo, you didn't, you never made it. Like you didn't make it big. You didn't make it big." And I'm like, "Yo, I didn't get in the game for that. Like, right. I honestly didn't do it to because I wanted to make money. I did this because I really love what I'm doing, yo. I really love writing music. I really love writing. Period. I'm a pen. I'm a pen king, yo." I love words. I love creating pictures with words. I like I like to be able to influence people. I like to give knowledge and insight. So that's what I do this for. It's not about the riches and the wealth that everybody's looking for. Because most people forget fame and fortune are two different things. Right. You know what I mean? To become rich and famous are two different things. I didn't I didn't get in here to be famous. I didn't get in here to be rich. I came out here into this game to give information to the people, and this is the way I can reach the most people by putting it out musically. You know what I mean? So that's, that's really Corey's. That's I mean, Corey drums, man. What about that's growing up in Queens as a child, man? I know you had the opportunity to see some greats, um, like like you named LL. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, growing up you in got college, Curtis man. Blow. I mean, right. you had everybody there, man. What's crazy is this: it's like growing up in Hollis. Like I'm, I'm one of you know how every neighborhood has those those families that are like staples. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The the, the, the the hood families. Everybody know. Well, I'm one of those. I'm I'm from one of those families, and. Right. You know, uh, 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 my brother tells me stories of him. You know, when run before running them was big like that, maybe be on the blocks drinking and stuff like that. And you know, my brother telling him run the rhyme, and you know, he called me. He was my son and all that kind of stuff. Like these was regular people. We didn't look like being from Hollis. Yeah, we we knew who running them was right. Right. We knew the, we knew the lore of Run DMC. We knew what that meant. But to us, these wasn't stars. You know what I mean? Right. Like Jam I knew him personally. That's my man. That was my homie. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So his brother Marvin. You know what I mean? His sister Nita. His nephew Bo. You know what I mean? We all grew up together as family. So it wasn't like you know what I mean? We wasn't looking at each other like, ooh, I want to autograph from Jam Master Jay. Nah, that was Jay. He would do barbecues in the hood for the for the neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? LL. 
I used to I used to run up on LL all the time over on Farmers Boulevard. I actually was gonna sign the LL's label twice. He wanted to sign me to Ilion Records, and he wanted to sign me to Farmers Boulevard. The only reason I didn't sign he didn't want to see, well he didn't sign me to Farmers Boulevard because I wasn't from Farmers Boulevard. He was only signing Farmers Boulevard artists, and the Ilion Records didn't happen because he decided that he didn't want to do a record company. He wanted to still be an artist. He didn't want to be a coach yet. And that's when he when he turned down that uh, president's uh, situation at Def Jam. See, people don't realize that he got offered that deal, that that Def Jam presidency before Jay uh, Z did. Uh, L turned it down. He said he didn't want to be the coach yet. He still he still wanted to play, and that was his exact words. So most people that think he got looked over for that position, you know, look look back into the interviews and him saying what why he didn't take that. You know what I mean? Right. Um, like I said, I ran into LL so many times. LL used to give me a lot of advice. Um, smooth B from uh, 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 Nice and Smooth is another one. Like, these dudes used to just give me advice. Like, you know, tell me things to look out for. I remember for Smooth B, one day we was at Columbia Records, and he told me, he said, yo, you know, he said, you, you said all, he said, you see all these people that you came in this game with, all your friends from the neighborhood? He said, he said, said yeah. He said, well, look around right now and just recognize the fact that in five years, most of them ain't gonna be around anymore, right? You know what I mean? Because of the, the, the egos of music, and he was he was really preparing me for that. And I was like, wow, man. You know what I mean? And those things helped me not get robbed in the industry. Like I'm one of the only artists that left every I left every one of my deals only my masters. I never sold my publishing. Wow. I never gave up my trademarks. Like I had better deals than Michael Jackson, Prince, and everybody else. But that's why I didn't succeed in the industry because they didn't have a vested interest in me to rate me for more, for all my money. Right. The only thing Columbia Records was ever going to get out of me was mechanicals from the record sales. They wasn't getting no publishing. They wasn't getting no show money. Wasn't no such thing as a 360 deal. They wasn't getting nothing off my name. They couldn't do my merchandise and they couldn't do none of that. The only thing you was getting is your percentage of a CD. And that was it. You know what I mean? Right. And, you know, most people nowadays, you tell people uh, about that kind of deal, they're like, wow, yo, man, I, I, how'd you do that? I need that deal. But back then, it was like, yo, you bugging. You bugging, yo, you ain't giving them nothing. You right. know what I mean? So, and and, and people don't know when you don't give they don't give. So they don't, they don't uh, open up the avenue to their network. Exactly. Yeah, so it's like that. The gatekeeper, they shut that door. You shut the door, okay? You want to, you want to do all this on your own, okay? We'll do this on your own. We we'll get our percentage, and when this deal is over, that's it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. man, man. And so that that prepare you for uh, this next level of life that you're in the entrepreneurship man I see you have a lot of things going on with the online store you have books um, man you got a whole lot going on so that keeps you in in the middle of of, of everything tell us a little yeah. bit about that well I just looked at it as you know I mean I was a street hustler back in the day right Okay. And I always saw that, like, I, I was, my father taught me back, in, like, when I was young, he gave me a lesson. He said, look, in life, you can always make money. He said, but if, 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 what, how would you go about it? He said, what kind of business would you start? When I, when I was a kid, he said, and I, my first, my first idea to him was, 
I want to do a toy store or something like that. And he was like, nah. He said, well, why would it buy a toy store? So I said, well, I like toys. He said, yeah, but that's a, like a limited market. He said, once kids grow up, they don't want toys no more, right? I said, yeah, you're right. He said, what's something that everybody's going to always need? And I started thinking, I'm like, wait a minute, what's he talking about? He said, people always need shoes. Hmm. He said, people always need shoe strings. Right. He said, people always need belts. He said, people always need toothbrushes. He said, so at the end of the day, if you really want to make money and you need to make money fast, the best thing for you to do is to sell the things that people need. Think about what's needed. Not what you want, not those wants. Think about the needs and supply the demand. Right. So I'm thinking to myself, like, why am I on the corner selling drugs? I got music that I can make, man. And I, instead of me waiting for a record company to put out a CD, I could print up my own CDs and sell them myself. Wait a minute. If I'm selling them myself, a CD is $10 in the store, $22 if you're coming from a major label. But $10, if I'm spending 10, getting $10 a CD, damn, how much is it going to cost me to make it? Then I'm burning the CD. I started doing the numbers. I, it was costing me $0.30. Cent. To wow. print the CD, thirty cent manufactured from the CD itself to the artwork, thirty cent, and I'm turning around and selling it for ten dollars. Wait a minute, that sounded like a win to me. So right. I said to myself, I was living in Texas at the time because I learned the independent game from Houston. You know, what I mean, shout out to everybody down in the South because the South was doing that independent game way before everybody else. Man. Right. So, um, so when I was in Houston. I started burning because I had a deal at the time. I was I was signed to um, Dark Angel, uh, Warner Brothers. We was under light yet. But then Dark Angel lost his distribution. Now that I've had a lot of situations where the labels I signed with lose their distro. So Dark Angel lost his distribution and then held my project. He didn't know what to do with me at the time. So in knowing that I'm being held again, I said, you know what? I'm not going to go for this. So I went and started burning my, my album. I had two versions of the album. I had an a, a, a unreleased version of songs that I had that wasn't on the album. And then I, I had an actual official album version. So I was selling the unreleased version, which was 24 songs on it or something like that. Wow. It was like 24 songs in the street. So I'm selling in the street, $10, making mad money. I'm running around going to Alabama. I started going, I started touring with Lil Wayne and um, the group. I was actually touring with the group H-Town. And, um, and, and, and Lil Wayne and them, when Lil Wayne was um, squad up. And um, we was on tour when um, Dino died with the late, the lead singer from H-Town. Right. We were on tour. He had just caught up to our tour because we had just came from Dallas and we were, we were on a layover. We went back to Houston. We were going to be in Houston for about two weeks just to, uh, you know, a rest stop and then we were going to head back out because he had just got on the tour. He just finished doing an off-Broadway play. So when he got down there, we did one show in Shreveport and another show in Dallas, came back to, to Houston. He bought a car, crashed it on the I-95, you know, on the I-10 and our tour was over. You know what I mean? Um, you know, that, it, was, it was tragic, yo, because wow. I was so excited. I had just met the dude, and I always liked, I, I always liked Dino um, from H-Town. I thought H-Town was one of the dopest R&B groups. So Absolutely. when I was able to run around, when I was able to run around with them and see 
the way the women was, yo, I, I, I had never been to a concert and seen women throwing panties at <laughs> the, the artist before in my life, bro. Right. And I saw it, and I was in awe, like, yo, these dudes is really, like, they really got them doing that? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it was crazy, and then, you know yeah. what I mean? Like I said, we was on, we was on that, we was going to go on the second leg of that tour. We think we were supposed to be going to Arkansas, Oklahoma. We had some San Antonio dates, but then Dino had passed, so that that ended that tour, man. Yeah, that, that was that was definitely a a uh, a tragic moment for hip hop, really, man. Because yeah. they was they was discovered by Uncle Luke, so man, yeah. you know, so. Um, yeah, the whole entire state of Texas felt it, man. I, one of the song, one of my favorite songs is um, one of the songs he recorded before he died. I think it's like uh, he's talking about um, uh, actually dying in the song. So uh, I, I, that's the one. That's the one when he's in the hospital in the right, right, right. The yeah. day, I think it's the, called The Day I Died or something like that. Something like that. It's yeah. one of his best songs, too. Right, right. Yeah. That, yeah. My favorite joint from them is Emotions. Yeah, I always love that one, too, man. I love that one. Bring back some, some good old memories, man. Yeah. Good old, good old memories, man. Uh, had the opportunity to to just, just build. That was a moment of my life, but yeah, man, I can just... Imagine how that tour was being there and yeah. seeing everything firsthand. Yeah, that tour was dope, bro. That tour was dope. Man, I, I was doing a lot of radio stuff too, like because I was, I was actually, um, I was hype man for another dude, this dude named um, 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 Branson. Okay. And um, I was his hype man slash producer because I produced half of his album. And I was producing all of his um his commercials for the for the radio. So when we were going out on these on these dates, you know, they would be going to radio stations and promoting. And they what was what be funny is they go inside, and you know, you know, it's a pay for play situation. <laughs> right. They go in there to do they they, they 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 meet with the with the PDs and all of that. And I I would tell them, yo, I'll go inside. I'm gonna stay outside in, in the parking lot. And by the time they got back outside in the parking lot, after they finished, after they just paid five hundred to a thousand dollars to get in rotation on this station, I'm in the parking lot, car surrounded by people from from the area. I just made fifteen hundred dollars selling my CD in the parking lot, and they sitting there like, <laughs> <laughs> they sitting there like, yo, wait a minute, yo, see, how do you, like, yo, my man, like, I keep telling you, I'm not paying for airplay, bro. I'm gonna get these people to buy my stuff, and then they gonna request it. Right. The radio station right. had no choice but to play me, and then, sure, sure as I'm telling you, we pulled off of that parking lot, listening to that radio station. And who did they play? That's what's up, man. That's what's up, man. Yeah, man. Uh, what 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 do you have coming up next? What type? You got any new music coming out? Yeah, I'm doing. Um, I'm working on an album right now that I'm um going to be releasing sometime in 2023. Um, that's that's the Rise album. You know okay. what I mean? Recognize, uh, resonate yourself, resonate your soul, experience universal. Uh, 
So that's going to be my Chakra album. You know, Purple's going to be part of that. Emeralds is going to be part of that. Macabre's going to be a part of that. Um, and then there's some other records that I'm, I'm still yet to record. Um, I also have my book. Like you said, my book is on Amazon right now. My ebook, Total Pack MF, The Lives of a Hollis Crew, which tells my story, my early music story, when, I, when my name was C-Style before I changed my name to Corey Drums. And I was on Columbia Records and, you know, all my underground stuff. You know, what made me the legend that I am, that those, those years, I'm telling that story. And that's on Amazon right now. And um, I'm going to re-release it as an NFT on the Cardona blockchain through um, Super City NFTs in February. Okay. And what's going to make my NFT, my, my, my NFT release different than every other book NFT or music NFT is that I'm incorporating music and literature in one NFT. So you're going to get a book, but also there's songs that are mentioned in the story. Okay. Like the songs that I recorded when I was on Columbia Records that never got released. Um, I'm gonna be releasing them on the book through the book. Wow. You know I mean, I'm gonna be the first artist and author to offer an NFT of this type. You know, books and books. That's what's up, man. That's so, what's up. Innovative. Yeah, shout out to shout out to Six City NFTs. Um, they really support me. Um, and shout out to my man Dan Reed. Um, you know, from Blue Train Books, he was—he really set these things in motion for me. Um, he helped me complete my book. He did my editing. We were going to release the book through his book company, and then he decided to tell me, "Corey, why don't you do your own book company?" You know what I mean? So I released it under Rise Nine Books. Like I got a lot wow. of people that really, that really awesome. You'll see. We want to help you do it for you. We don't want a piece of it. We see what you're about, man, right. and we want you to do it. So I, I mean, I'm, I'm blessed on on that level to have that kind of support from people that don't want to take nothing from me. They want to see me make it because they see the importance of what I'm doing. Right, right. That's good stuff, man. That's good stuff. Tell us a little bit about it on the online store, man. You got a lot of different merchandise. Uh, yeah, different. I say different because you wouldn't normally see an artist have the type of uh, merchandise that you have on your store. Yeah. Well, the name of the the name of the store is Rise Nine Design Shop, and for those that don't know, Rise Nine R Y S E stands for Resonate Your Soul Experience, and the nine is the universal. Nine is the completion of one through nine. There are no digits past it, so the nine is all all things. Um, and that's what the store is about. I mean, I have my own brand in the store, which is Rise Nine Clothing, Rise Nine Sneakers, but I also supply. Like I said, my father taught me to, 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 you know, provide the need, supply the need. So if you need, uh, you know, stereo earbuds, I got those. If you need a, a, a portable charger, I got those too. If you want, if you don't want to pay, buy a pair of my sneakers, if you want to pay a New Balance, I got those too. You want some Under Armors? I got those too. You need watches? I got those. You need women's dresses, women's, you know, uh, underwear. You need some boxes and socks? I got that too. You need a business suit? I got that too. Whatever you need, I got it. The way I set my store up, because I remember going to the, you know, when I was young, my grandmother used to go to the malls every, every Saturday. That was her thing. And we would always go to Jason. Penny and Macy's. And I always thought to myself, you know, 
to have a store like that where people go in and they can get everything. They don't ever have to leave the store. You need something for your kitchen, you go over there. You need something for the bedroom, you go over there. You need something for the kids, you go over there. You need you, you, right, you need right. everything. You stay in this one store. So my idea was, why would I be a booth in the mall when I can own the mall? Right, right, right. And be every booth. So that's what I did. I said, you know what? Instead of me focusing on, you know, like you said, most artists, they, the first thing is, you buy my t-shirt, buy them t-shirt with mine. hoodies. You know what I mean? Like, if you notice, my store don't even have nothing that says C-Style or Corey Drums in it. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want people thinking about, you got to wear my name on it. Because that's going to turn people away. People don't want to wear somebody else's name. Right. So I put something on it that meant something. Something to the people that wear it. Something that can actually elevate them, their energy. You know what I mean? If you notice, like, my, my clothing line, my colors are vibrant. I use bright colors, and you know what I mean? I, I make sure that the feelings there, the, the, the vibrations are right, right, you know? And that's what it's all about. My, my clothing line is, is to help people feel good about themselves and exude that, that good feeling to other people so that they feel good about themselves. It's all about that energy. You right. know, and that's why I named it Rise 9. That's why everything I do is about the rise, you know? Um, as you know, I'm, I'm not a religious person. Mm -hmm. I'm not against anyone that is under certain religions, but I don't conform to any specific religion at all. I'm about the nine. Right. You know what I mean? The creator's everything. He right. never told us to be any one of these specifics. So I'm going away from any man-made specifics. And I'm just dealing with the all create. And right. that, I can get my message from there. You know what I mean? So... Absolutely. I, absolutely. I, I, I put that in all my, all my artistry, everything, my clothes, my music, my books. It's all about, you know, the enlightenment and, and, and building of positive energy within ourselves. Exactly. And that's what it's about, man. No one, um, you know, just judging a person for their particular beliefs or whatever, man. I'm able to. I'm able to vibe with anybody, man, and, and still stay true to who I am and what I believe. Mm -hmm. Indeed. Yeah, Indeed. man. Because so, with me, it's all about relationship. I hate religion. <laughs> right, right. I can't stand it, man. So, yeah, man. That's why we vibe so so much, man. And I go and I support your post, man, because I understand it. I understand what it takes to, to get to the next level, man. And I had the opportunity early on in life, man. You know how life grabs you. And I just went away from it. But I'm back in the game game now so god is um, um opening up several doors and connecting me with different people man and you just so happen to be one of those individuals man and i look forward to doing some great great things in 23 with you same here brother same here the universe puts for a reason and i appreciate everything that the universe puts in my path Absolutely. Whether I feel it's something that's a negative, because even a negative, I appreciate it because those right. negative is how I learn. Those things that put that 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 I see as as conflict, they're not conflict. They're right. equations for solution. Right. So I, how I, I always say it is, um, within every negative situation, there's a positive situation. You can't have a negative without a positive. Indeed. Indeed. And a lot of times, in order for you to see that other side, you have to look at what you're looking at. 
Right. You know what I mean? And Even I in mathematics, you have to, when, when we add and you have to have two negative components to add. Right. Right. <laughs> so you're going to have some negatives to get to that positive. That's, that's, a, that's all that is, man. Man, what, what you have coming up next, man? You have any shows coming up? Well, I'm, I'm I'm looking at some shows right now for the springtime. Um, I'm actually working with my, my one of my sons is working on a project right now. My um my second eldest, Jay God, he he's working on his project, and um my my oldest son is actually recording his album. He has a um a situation with Over Music Group. Shout out to Over Music Group. Um, he putting out an R and B album with uh, uh, through through that situation over there with them, and um, I'm just I'm I'm just in the cut right now. Um, I mean I got I got so many things that I'm yeah, doing yeah. that I'm really like in the cut right now. I'm, I don't want to put dates on like music as per se. Like I got a, I got a vault of music. Like I, I, I like I tell I, I tell my man Trav all the time. I'm like Prince. I don't ever have to record again. I could go right in my catalog and pull out albums. I could pull out singles. I could pull out music forever. Wow. But I still do make music. You know what I mean? And that music is the more enlightened music. The more, like, purple is the newer music that I make. Emeralds, those are the newer music that I make. I'm, it's more on that vein. So that music, I take more time with releasing and and because the energies have to be right the dates have to be right if you notice i always drop my my uh, uh my my music on primes which are threes sixes and nines right dates i never release anything that's not on those dates that 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 primes those type of dates mm-hmm. because then the energy will be wrong for me you know what wow. i mean so everything with me is all about the energy of the universe balancing it balancing myself with that you know absolutely um, once I do that, once I put the music out like that, then, you know what I mean? Whether, like I said, I'm not here to, I, I could care less about a million streams on Spotify, man. If that's what I get, that's what I get. If that ain't what I get, that ain't what I get. You know what I'm saying? Right. My thing is about my message going to the people that it's supposed to go to and the information of helping those that it needs to help. That's, that's it. Good. You know what I mean? Once, I, once, I, once, if I see one person that was helped with my with my information with my with my message, then I'm a success. I'm, I did my job. Right. You know what I mean? That's what the universe right. tells. Each one, reach one. Exactly. You know what yeah. I mean? So you, it's man that tells you you gotta have this monetary value and all that. I was actually having a, a, a conversation with a dude the other day, and we were talking about uh, value. And he was telling, he was talking about the Kanye West situation. He's like, yeah, well, Kanye waited till he got rich to do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm a, I said, well, what are you going to do? You're going to, you're going to try to wait till you get a billionaire before you do the righteous things. Right. He's like, no, well, well, you know, I guess you, you got to get the money first. I said, where's your value at, man? I right. said, is your value in that dollar that you're talking about in your pocket? Or is your value in the person that you are? He couldn't understand that. He couldn't understand that. I said, listen, man, I could be broke, bro, but I'm the wealthiest plant person on the planet. Why? Because I don't need their money to validate me. Right. I'm good. Just, uh... You know what I mean? I try to teach that to people. I mean, let me change the word because I don't like the word, use the word teach. I, I, I display it. 
You know what I mean? Because I can't teach somebody anything. You know, either you have it or you don't. I could, I could definitely give you an example. I could show you, but I can't teach you anything. You know what yeah, I mean? Life be teaches the you. example. Right. I can only, I can only be an example. That's it. Life is gonna teach you. Mm-hmm. That's your teacher, not me. Absolutely, man. We definitely appreciate you pulling up to the corner, man. Uh, before we let you go, we gotta um, uh, get get you to give all your handles, man. How they can reach you and uh, your website, how they can get to the store and purchase your book and all that good stuff, man. Go ahead and plug it all in, man. Yes, sir. First off, we gonna go. We gonna start with my IG. If you want to reach me on IG, just at Corey Drums 963 U9 Inversal. So universal. You know what I mean? Um, Twitter is Corey Drums 963. And my store is Rise 9 Design Shop dot myshopify.com. And you can get all clothes, and I got women's clothes and suits and jewelry, and I got some really nice stuff, man. And I got some car accessories too, if y'all need. Um, also, my book, Total Pack MF: The Lives of a Hollis Crew, written by Corey L. Banks, which is my real name, is currently on Amazon and uh, as an ebook. So if you have Kindle, you can get it for free. Uh, if you're if you're a Kindle um, Unlimited member you get it for free and if not you can buy the book for ten dollars on amazon and i'm re-releasing the book as an nft in february as a bonus with music involved in it on uh on a cardona blockchain through the six city nft platform That's what's up. i mean oh last one get all my links on my link tree that's link dot no, linktr.ee forward slash Corey Drums, the number four and the word real. All right? So that's linktree.com. No, link.ee, whatever they do, however they do that. <laughs> forward slash Corey Drums for real, man. And that's everything, all my links, all my NFTs. Um, I mean, everything, bro. I, I, I support the, the uh, charity for scoliosis because I have scoliosis. I've suffered scoliosis since I was a kid. Now, I wasn't supposed to be walking. They told me I wasn't going to walk by the age, past the age of 25. They told me I couldn't do nothing. And guess what? I play basketball. I play football. I'm still standing tall. And I, I don't know what they're talking about. You know, I don't believe right, what they tell right. me. You know, so I'm, I'm a testimony. I'm, I'm I'm that person. Like, if they told you you can't do something, look at Corey. That's right. it. That's all I'm here for. Whoever told you you can't do it, you look at Corey. Because yes, Corey proven wrong. You can do it. You can, you can do anything you want to do. Anything you desire, you do it. You believe in it, you have conviction, then it's yours. You don't have the conviction then it's you that didn't do it. It didn't happen because, it did not happen because somebody else told you couldn't. Then it's because you didn't believe. That exactly. It, yeah, man, that's good stuff, man. Good stuff, man. Well, my brother, I definitely appreciate you pulling up. Definitely not 
going to be the last, man. I know that the, everybody's going to enjoy uh, hearing this over and over, man. But it's on the podcast, man. You know you can listen to it more than uh, one time. So uh, we're grateful for all the followers that we have following. Go ahead and follow on whatever platform you're listening to this on. We thank you once again to uh, the Christ Gospel Radio Show in Manchester, uh, United Kingdom and to all of our listeners man I'm Pastor JT Corey Drums is in the building he's in the building any final words I just want to say love light and rise in the essence of grandeur to all that's out there man you know what I mean know who you are resonate who you are and excel at that you are your only challenge. So stand in front of yourself and challenge yourself. You can win. You can win. You can win. And on that, we winning. We already winning. We winning in 22, and we're going to take the winning all the way in at 23. I'm Pastor JT, and I'm out of here. God bless. This is Rashad Thurlkill of Millionaire by Morning. You're tuned into the Preacher's Corner with Pastor JT and Lady Fanita. I'm wishing a Merry Christmas to you and yours. Thanks so much for joining us for the Preacher's Corner with your hosts, Pastor JT and Lady Fanita. For more information, you can log on to our website at thepreacherscorner.net, Facebook at The Preacher's Corner, and IG The.Preacher's Corner. This is an in-house production. We'll see you next time.